Hello and welcome back to episode 94 of Geeks, the official podcast of the We Are Geeks channel. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me is Jesse Macaroni Macaraconda. Maracapeo. <laughs> I called you Maciconda. <laughs> and returning, Alexander Chard. Hello. Alexander Churro. Can you change your first name to returning? And you just put your first name as your middle name? That'd be great. Returning Alexander Chard. <laughs> R-A-C. A walk to remember to. <laughs> that would be amazing for auditions. Yeah. <laughs> and we have returning Alexander Chard. That's a very good idea, Al. I think I'm going to look into that. Damn. How are you guys doing? It has been... So I think the last podcast we did, the last topical podcast, as you say, was two months ago, Justin. It was you and me. We did a little fireside chat talking about all the games and movies coming in the first quarter of 2018. And guess what? We're now out of the first quarter of 2018. That's terrifying. Is, isn't that scary? Yeah. A quarter of the way through. Why is it scary? It's exciting because more new awesome things are going to be coming out later. I like your attitude. That so is such a good here. outlook. <laughs> <laughs> me and alex would just be crying by now if we're <laughs> and just giving up um what is going on so why have we been away for so long now you will still hear us if you subscribe to our channel because every single friday we do a horror retrospective uh which is part of the geeks horror channel and we are currently in the middle of doing the uh hellraiser film so it's you me justin yes. and katie watson katie watson um, we are creeping up to the end of that franchise, and we are next going to be tackling uh, the Romero Living Dead films. Um, so I'll be announcing who's on that at the end of the Hellraiser uh, shows. Uh, but yeah, we haven't been doing this topical show, which is how we started. So why have we not? Um, I want to explain a little bit about stuff and how we're going to reformat things moving forward so people understand. Um, we've been away because we've been trying to figure it out, to be honest. People have been interacting and reacting better to our franchise stuff, our Star Wars podcast that we did, um, all of our horror stuff, Star especially. Wars. So <laughs> we are going to... Was that a correct pronunciation? Did I mess it up? I'm sorry. It's Star Wars. I apologize. So we're going to be doing... The Horror Channel is not going anywhere. That's going to be coming every single Friday in perpetuity, pretty much. Um, and we have all this year lined up. We have all next year actually lined up as well, which might change a little bit. But um, So that's going to keep coming. Um, and now this one, our original Geeks podcast, is basically being rebranded. So if you are subscribed to us right now on the channel, you're just going to be subscribed to something called Geeks. And we really appreciate it. Now what's about to happen is the channel is going to be officially changed to We Are Geeks. Um, so that's going to be our home brand. If you subscribe to We Are Geeks, you're basically going to be getting what you're getting right now, which is everything we do. That is any topicals, any specials, any movie podcasts, any of our horror retrospectives everything we ever decided to do adrian's podcast that he was doing for a while um which was more about the industry stuff in la anything we decide to do you will get it all if you're subscribed to we are geeks however if you just want this podcast a topical one and this is now going to be coming once every two weeks rather than once every week hello um there'll be some weeks where it does yeah. come every week which is when we're being overachievers basically uh like i'm intending to do another one of these next week with some people so you'll get it some almost every week but definitely every other week we're changing the format of this a little bit. We're not going to do news heavy as much. We're going to be talking topical stuff to do with what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and also what we're creating. We're going to be talking a little bit more about our business and what we do through that, which is making movies and making video games and making music and all that stuff. Um, and then we're still going to go through the box office and the releases and stuff like that. Then we have 
Um, what else do we have? So yeah, if you want just that, then you're going to subscribe to Geeks. And that's simply what it's going to be called. Geeks is going to have an exclamation mark. It's going to be part of the Weird Geeks brand. And then you're just going to get the topical shows. Everyone understand so far? You're with me? Justin? Yes. <laughs> you're very distracting. <laughs> I'm trying to get through this. Stop showing off your toys. What are you talking about? I would never do I that. I can't concentrate. <laughs> I'm calling you out, buddy. Um, all right. So, main channel, Weird Geeks, everything. Geeks is for topical only. Now, if you're interested just in a horror channel, then you can subscribe to Weird Geeks Horror Channel. And then all you're going to get is our every Friday content, which is all of those fun horror retrospectives. We've done Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street, Invades Another Body Snatchers, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hellraiser. We've got loads of cool other ones coming. Um, that's where you get that. And then our last channel is going to be Weird Geeks Movie Channel. Now, on the Movie Channel, you're going to get all that horror content. But you're also going to get retroactively all of the shows that we've done on like Batman v Superman, like all those specials we did on single movies. You're also going to get our Star Wars podcast. You're also going to get our Danny Boyle podcast. Um, our Star Wars podcast, from the sounds of things, is going to have a lot of content coming over the next few years, Alex. So we're going to be yeah, delving back into that well a lot. Um <laughs> And that's it. So we're going to have the Weird Geeks channel with everything. Geeks just for topical. The Weird Geeks horror channel for horror. And Weird Geeks movie channel. They're going to be our free four channels. Um, and you can subscribe to whichever ones that you like. All of them are going to be published by We Are Tessellate, which is our production company. Um, and you, it helps support us, basically. If you subscribe, if you leave comments. We will never do any adverts. We will never ask for you to pay for us. No Patreons. No, uh, what do you call it? Uh, crowdsourcing or anything like that. We're going to keep doing it for free. So that is what's going to happen. I apologize if we've been a bit all over the place. Um, but we've just been listening to what people like and noticing what people like and trying to restructure around that. Thank you guys for letting me get through that. You're welcome. And we're out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's Geeks. Been a good <laughs> Geeks. So no, Justin, actually last time we talked, it was just you and me, but I was just re-listening to a bit of it this morning actually to check uh, some of our compression levels. And you gave one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard from you. What was it? It was, it was you just saying, ah, you can chuck anything in jello and it's delicious, except for clam chowder. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is, I feel pretty, yeah, it is true. Alex, do you feel you can put anything in jello? Um... Yes, and not necessarily food. Oh, little toys. Yeah, toys. I, once put a, I once put a Lego in Jello because I was pretending he was uh, Han Solo being trapped in. Uh, ah, nice. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I would <laughs> also put brilliant. Legos. I would just always trap them in, in things. So I'd put like a cup of water, put a few Lego guys in there and be like, you're all frozen. <laughs> it's important to trap your Lego, I yeah. feel. Um, do you remember, do, do they still have them? When I was a kid, you used to get soaps. And as you washed through the soap, you'd like unearth a plastic dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I don't, I'm <laughs> sure you could still get those. I used to love those. They were great. They were so cool. Um, it was like treasure hunting in the bath. Treasure hunting. So what were you in guys been doing? Bath. In the bath. In the bath. Wow, we've just been writing music. Musicals. <laughs> <laughs> now that is, a <laughs> is this the opening lie. number um, um <clears throat> some of the biggest games of the year have already come out this year so i want to talk about some of those 
with you guys and then some of the big movies as well um which you want to do first should we do games or movies mm, i've probably mm. played more than i've seen recently so yeah movies okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, do, let's get the movies uh, out of the right, way what I don't know what I don't know if there are any other games you guys want to talk about, but the big three that came out in basically a week from each other There's was four. Way Out, Far Cry Five, and Sea of Thieves, and Kirby, and Kirby. Yeah, there was also like Nino Kuni Two, which doesn't really appeal to me to be honest. I played a bit of the first one, but um, not liking the look of this new one. And yeah, I did actually play some Kirby. Very pretty, dude. Kirby's so fun. V- very very boring because <laughs> it's so fucking easy, but it's very pretty. Because you're supposed to play with friends. Yeah. It's a fun, are you, are it's a you even playing game. it? Yeah. It's is this going to be a Kirby podcast now? Is that what just happened? Kirby! <laughs> yeah. It'll be a Kirby podcast. He's very good at sucking and blowing. Yeah. And, is, sw- yeah. and he's a great swallower. That's true. That's wow. True. Although he does spit. He does spit as well. So. Yeah. Um, I needed to. There was his heart. <laughs> gives his heart out to a lot of people. Just any stranger willing to give some love derailed derailed already let's talk about one of the big 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 ones so let's start off with a contentious game called far cry 5 so this is an ubisoft game uh it's been a couple of years since the last one which was actually primal which was kind of a 0.5 sort of game it wasn't like a big you know proper release yeah um and oh man i got a lot to say about this game i've been playing this since it came out, I'm in the future right now from you guys. I'm in the UK. Um, so, yeah, I had it, like, downloaded, started it immediately at midnight. Um, Katie, when she woke up, she's a big Far Cry fan. She was going to be on this podcast, but we had some technical problems. So she is not, you might have noticed. Watson! Um, <laughs> she's actually nearly, she's, like, uh, going to have completed it by next week. So she'll what? be on next week's podcast to give she, her final she, uh, thoughts on it. Yeah, she's not here because she's playing the game right now. <laughs> Honest to God, that is what she's doing right now. <laughs> I actually have it. Um, um, I have it right in front of me, ready to go. I could basically tune it out while and play. You're podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it. All right. So first of all, like, are you guys Far Cry fans? What's your What's your feeling on the history of this franchise to begin with? Uh, I really like the first one. Played a bit of the second. Didn't get the third one. Played a little bit of that primal one, and I was thinking about get, getting fifth one, but I just can't pull the trigger on it so you you haven't played it at all the new one justin no so but you because you, you were saying to me you're thinking about you know you're, you're kind of playing and getting it but you haven't felt the need just yet so yeah do you want to elaborate on that you could be the person who asked me and alex questions about it if you want to so we can see if we can sell you or not sell you on okay. the game mm-hmm. um alex what's your history uh, so my history, I actually came into the franchise pretty late just because uh, there was sort of a period of a few years where I wasn't wasn't uh, playing games. So I came into the franchise at four, uh, very, very late. And um, yeah, really liked that. I didn't, I didn't actually play that all in one hit. I, I played a big chunk of it and then put it down. I think because that came out, that when that came out, that was like around when Witcher and Metal Gear Solid came out, right? Or like yeah, the year, year so. before. In that year, but I was like, it was in that bracket, I was kind of catching up on so many games at that time, so I kind of put it put it down, and then I went back to it and finished it. Um, really, really loved it. Played Far Cry Primal, 
which I really, really enjoyed. I don't know if many people did, but I liked the whole sort of crafting aspect of it. I thought Beastmaster. The world was a bit sort of more fun to explore. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I really enjoyed both games. So I was very excited coming into Far Cry 5. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played... I don't play PC games, but I did actually play a whole chunk of the original on PC because it was... At that point, um, it was the guys who then went on to do Crytek. Um, uh, sorry, who went on to do Crisis, who are Crytek. Um, and it was like the prettiest game pretty much on PC at that point. It so and it didn't have any of the fantasy stuff in. And then it came to console and they put in all this fantasy stuff into it, like zombie stuff and like weird animal powers. Um, and then the second one, second one for a long time was my favorite game, like in my top three favorite games ever made. Like I absolutely loved it. It was set in Africa. It was really super serious, but it created a lot of the staples that they still have now in five. So it created like the running and sliding. It created like the open map where you have to take out generals, like sort of like getting into how you bring that down bit by bit. It had a lot of problems, um, but it was very serious. You start the game and you've got malaria and you have to keep taking pills to stay on top of your illness. Otherwise you start to black out and your guns would break all the time. The cars would break constantly. The guns would jam because they could just get rusty and stuff. And it was very intense. Um, and a lot of people didn't get along with it, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. So then when the third one came out, I was like, this is amazing, but it's going computer gamey, you know? It's like, it's gone away from what I liked with the seriousness of it. It's just going for fun. But now I'm kind of fine with that. And now I'm used to like, Far Cry just wants to have fun. And the third one, I think, had an incredible story um, to do with Vass, which is really cool. And then the fourth one, I really loved as well. It was an extension of three, but with better mechanics. Not quite as good story. And Primal, I played a little bit, but I mostly just watched Katie play that. Um, I think the problem people have with Primal was, I play Far Cry. Like, Katie plays Far Cry with like a big gun and she likes shooting rocket launches at people and just blowing everything up <laughs> i play far cry with a bow and arrow and like sneaking around as much as i can and chaining melee kills um and so primal felt to me like this should be the game that i want because you have to have a bow and arrow and all that stuff but for some reason not being able to like hang glide around and parachute and they were regurgitating this it was the same map as um as four but just sort of redone or bit of the same map at least redone for primal times I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't quite get into it. I um, loved it. Yeah, but I was the, very, the bow and very arrow factor was awesome, and the animal training. Um, oh yeah, was really cool. Could you ride animals in that game? I can't remember. Yeah, you could ride the bigger ones, uh, like the bears. I think some of the mountain lions and the saber tooths. Yep. Because you could ride. The, you couldn't ride a badger, elef- sadly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you could try. Man, that's what that, that deal breaker. That's the game I wanted to get. Yeah. Well. Here's one of the many, many things that I'm going to say about Far Cry 5 is I haven't been able to ride a single fucking animal yet. And you can, you can pal up. Like, I have a friend that's a bear. I have a friend that's a cat. I have a friend that's a dog. I can't ride any of those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. What's that about? The bear is huge. I should be able to ride this friend. For yeah. sure. You can ride a bear in Zelda. You can ride a bear in Zelda. That is true. Yeah, yeah I haven't... Um, um, I've only unlocked the dog. Yeah, it's interesting that, that how they've kind of played down even the hunting aspect of it. You know, you, you, you're hunting, but none of those skins go towards crafting or anything. They just no. sell them. Um, so I'm finding it 
very weird this game because I was so excited, so 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 excited, and I'm playing the hell out of it. Like I'm playing it constantly. I've done one, the bigger biggest region in the top, and I do kind of like it. You start off and you can go wherever you want, basically, and tackle it how you want to. Um, and I've done the top region. I've done most of the bottom left, and I'll probably have done the main story by next week. Um, I'm not sure, um, but I'm having a lot of frustrations with this game because they've taken away a lot of things that to me make far cry so special and i don't know some of them i can understand from a business point of view uh but some of them i i just can't fathom why you would take it away like i really can't they're things that if you look on any forum or any review are the, the things people like the most about the series um but alex we haven't had a chance to talk yet so i'm interested yeah. in your first few hours of gameplay like are you feeling on a high or are you having disappointments already um, so my initial, uh, like most immediate feelings, uh, I, I loved the, the story part of the intro and the setting up of the world, um, and going into Hope County, but I wasn't necessarily, um, on board with the big opening action sequence. Like the first part you play, you're in a big car chase and you're shooting, um, and I died a couple of times and I was struggling and I was just like, whoa, this is... I kind of like the slower settling into the game, which the game actually ends up doing post that big opening sequence. And for me, it... it uh, yeah, I don't know. And it was all dark. It was all at night. And I, and I, there was like part of me that was just like, just throw me into the world. Let me see it. And, you know, you've set up the story. Um, so that was... A little jarring for me just because i don't the the other two that i've played opened in a much more sort of sedate way um um i'm really glad that you said that in particular by the way just because yeah i had exactly the same thing like that opening is really dark and really powerful um and i think very very cool and then you get to the action opening where you're playing it and yeah. i died over and over and yeah, over me too. again and I got immediately frustrated and I just turned to Katie and I was just like, what the, this is like playing the opening of a Call of Duty game. Yeah. Only you can't just leave the pad and it plays itself like some Call of Duty games. Like, but it was <laughs> like, why, why are they doing this big bombastic, you know, this isn't what Far Cry is at all. Y like, well, not. Yeah. Um, my housemate Carter was watching and my immediate feeling after dying over and over again was like, oh, this is going to be, um, like Wolfenstein, where if I really want to enjoy the narrative and the atmosphere in the world, I'm going to have to lower the the level. And I didn't want to do that. I don't want to do that with Far Cry because I'd never had those issues with the first two games. Uh, yeah. So it was a little frustrating as well for me to kind of break through that and just... I did end up lowering it. I, end, uh, I ended up getting through it. But... But yeah, it was a slightly frustrating way to start. Yeah, yeah. No, it got me kind of annoyed. And then the problem is, is then I was just noticing all the things that annoyed me for a while because I was yeah. on a like annoyed sort of route. And it's really, like, it's, a, it's a very pretty game. Um, I really do like how the different regions are separate. They feel different, like, mm -hmm. but coherent. Um, I, I mean, it has a huge identity crisis, this game. Like, the further you get into it, I don't know if you're noticing it yet, but the further you get into it, you have that opening that is really dark and to do with religion and sort of modern-day America. And it, obviously, it's very uh, exaggerated and over the top. 
but it's clearly making a lot of political points. And as you go through the game, I've read interviews with the creators where they've said, yeah, but not everyone's there for the story. So we just wanted to make stuff that's there for people who just are here to have fun. And it's like, well, that's fine. But this is a game where they're like constantly battering you over your head with the dangers of modern America and the danger of embracing like guns and stuff like that. But then everyone in the game is telling you guns are fun, blow everything up, you know, and the juxtaposition of going through that opening like that and then you know the like you're going around getting testicles like for a food uh for a food festival and like just like the dumb stuff you do in a far cry game really doesn't work well for me with the messaging of the serious story that they're sort of trying to tell but they don't even know the message they're trying to say because yeah. all, each of the characters contradicts each other like you're in one region and one of the siblings is going on about how like why do you have to be violent she's literally saying she's like why do you have to be violent all the time like violence isn't the answer like our cause is better than that but then you're in the other region and her brother's literally over tannoy systems over and over again saying like war is the only way for us to like get forward like we have to be violent to each other yeah and i was like you, you don't know what you're trying to say in this game um which is frustrating because i feel if you just want to make a fun game just make a fun game you know yeah. But if you want to have a message, then tell it properly. Yeah, for me, the, the narrative, like the the premise is really cool. And the intro is really cool. And I agree with that. It's like they've got this really cool sort of premise in dark tone, but it's not as cohesive as it could be. For me, you know, comparing to the two that I've played, for me, Far Cry 4 had a a very clear narrative thread that was followed through i felt um in the story missions um and they felt like there was a sort of forward projection of that narrative and it was very clear um this reminds me more of primal in the sense that all the the so-called story missions still seem quite fragmented and in this all the ones i've so played so far i mean i've only played maybe about three hours and so I'm sure it's going to change a lot. But at this stage, it all just feels about kind of getting people on board and recruiting. And um, I, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, it feels more like primal in that sense, in that, in that the story missions kind of feel fragmented and less tied in narratively. They kind of just sort of fall under the overall arc of the, the premise, I guess. If that Does that make any sense? Do you get what I'm trying to, yeah. to no, say? Yeah, no, I do. I understand. I get what you're saying. Um, which, which, which I don't mind. I mean, but it, it just, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just a little different. But it's, it's. I think it looks really cool, and it's, it's fun. It's, it's nice to, um, come back and just feel very familiar with the mechanics of it, and just be able to kind of just get stuck into a game. Although well, I, I think want, that's the thing. Is sorry, go. On. No, I was going to say, like I said before. Although you know, there's a part of me that really enjoys the kind of hunting and crafting side of the game as well, and the exploring, which um, I don't feel well, is as valued or is as important in this. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I, it is there. I mean, the thing is, all right. Let's move. So you got the story, some story problems, let's say. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, the important thing is just the gameplay and how it feels, and it does feel really great going back. I feel just like getting back into a Far Cry game feels fantastic um and like i say i'm playing it like crazy but i have a lot of negative things i want to say about that as well 
because they've taken away so many of the things that I loved about the gameplay of Far Cry, and I don't understand why. Um, so a huge, huge one is the machete kills. Machete. Now, I don't know if you're far enough in to notice it yet, but my favorite thing with Far Cry was doing these great machete-like stealth kills, and then you'd unlock a perk so you could chain your melees together. So you could basically like, stab someone through the chest, turn while you've got them, then you'd throw a knife into someone else, what? and then into, like, move from person to person. Sorry, Justin. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And now it's the fluidity of part three and part four. Um, and with this one, it's gone. If you want to melee people, you have to equip it like it's from your weapon wheel, an actual melee weapon, and there's no machetes. It's just basically clubs and things you smack people in the head with. Otherwise, what happens when I sneak up on someone, and if you haven't done a stealth kill... So a stealth kill is basically you just snap the neck. So it's fine, but it's not great. Um, but if not, and you're just walking up to someone, you just punch them in the face, yeah. and then they just keep shooting at you, and you're just punching, and I'm like, this used to work, yeah. <laughs> but it's not working anymore. And I've unlocked all the perks to do with melee, um, and it doesn't solve that problem. And I don't know why you take it away, unless, and I'm thinking this is what it is, they're starting to worry about ratings, because I've noticed a lot of the violence in this game is way more toned down um, than it used to be. And... That I, that's like, I feel that, that maybe that's the only reason because people love those melee kills. They love mm. the machete stuff. I don't know why else you do it. Um, there's no health kit animations. Now, these are introduced in two, and you have three and four. So when you have a health kit... Sorry, there is an animation when you have a health kit. You like bandage yourself up now. But it used to be, if you had a health kit, you had an animation and you he healed yourself quickly. If you didn't have a health kit, you dug out bullets. Yeah. You took branches out of your arm... You, like, stubbed, like, fire to, like, you know, cauterize wounds and stuff like that. It's all gone. If you don't have a health kit, that button does nothing now. You can't help yourself out. You have to just go and hide and then heal slowly. That's it. And it's like, why would you take that out? It's been in the last three or four games, and it's amazing. Yeah, and I was wondering that, too. Like, is that just to kind of quicken things up? Like, I, you know... It's the same like the other thing. Sorry to go back to hunting again, but... <laughs> yeah. But like when you hunt and you skin an animal, it just says like a little slice goes across the animal and then it tells you what you get from it, the skin and the mm -hmm. meat. But there's no animation of the like knife going in and the blood on the hands no. and like the handling of the meat, which I always thought was really cool. But, but that's what I mean. Think about these things. You've taken out, yeah, the stabbing the animals, which, you know, okay. You've taken out... The pulling bullets and branches out of your arms and stuff like that. Uh, you've taken out all the machete, like, like melee kills. That's all the violent content, really. Because yeah. like, it's all pretty nasty. And I genuinely feel, because that's like the thread between them all. It's like they're worried about, yeah. Like, could they, the, in terms of speed, it doesn't really help you. Like, mm. the only thing I think that does help you in terms of speed that they've taken out that I don't like is, remember when you used to search bodies for looting? You would pat them down. Ah, uh, yeah. And now you don't. You just loot them. Yeah. Like immediately. And I remember when 2 came out, one of the things that made it so special was the developer said, we really want to introduce contextual animation to everything you do so you never just like, you know, like, uh, you never sort of warp into anything. If you get into a car, you feel your hands as you get into the car. If you, yeah, hurt yourself, you see your hands dealing with that. They even had, when you look at the map in Far Cry 2, you bring out the map in the real world and mm -hmm. look at it. Um, and even when you're driving, you'll be driving one hand on the steering wheel and the other one's holding the map kind of thing. And you'd have to look down at the map while you're driving. It was really cool. 
Um, but they're gradually getting rid of those things, and that looting animation is gone. These healing animations are gone. And it worries me that Far Cry is right now on the road to just becoming more gamey, you know, like getting rid of some of those things that made it special um, and just becoming an open world shooter, essentially. Yeah. Rather than an, a, yeah, a big exploration thing that you're talking about, Alex. Um, like the towers have gone, which is a weird thing because Far Cry invented those towers, really. And every game since has ripped them off. And now they've got rid of them. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a point... Weird. I think towards the end of my sort of session of playing yesterday um, where I was like, wait a minute, where are these, where are the towers? Like, cause you know how you find the bits of the map. That's how you unlock it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. And I was like, I used to love even just unlocking all of those. It was always fun. Yeah. I get OCD now because you have the fog of war of the map and you only get rid of the fog of war as you drive or walk around it. If you're flying in the air, doesn't get rid of it. Mm hmm. And I'm like trying to get rid of that fog of war, but there's little tendrils of it everywhere because there's little bits of mountain you just haven't climbed up enough. And it's really hurting my head because I like, yeah, I just want to climb a tower and no cool. That fog of war is gone from that yeah. area, you know? Yeah. Um, because this is the thing. Far Cry is like Assassin's Creed and other Ubisoft games. And it's never been a Fallout or a Skyrim or a Breath of the Wild. It's not a game where you look in any direction and you know there is something to find. There is treasure everywhere. It's a game where there's a few cool secrets, but mostly you know what you're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're ticking off the boxes, and you know you're going to do a criteria of things in different areas. Um, and I feel it's getting lost with its personality. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not so worried now because I like this game a lot, but I'm just worried about what is six going to be. You know. Yeah. Like, how far down that are they going to go? Um. Yeah. I'm really, I'm sorry, I feel really like I'm on a downer. I'm really loving it. Like, I really love it. And the co op is a ton of fun. Um, we, we're going to do some this week, hopefully, Alex, at some point. If you're yeah, for around. sure. I yeah. played some with Katie. I, I agree with you. Like, there's points that I have side issues with, but I, at the same time, I really love it. I think I was, you know, just completing that first island where it was, you're basically tutorial island and i think i turned to carter and i was like i'm in i'm totally in you know <laughs> i because the other thing was um i found like a one of those um prepper stashes and i got the bow and yeah. arrow right away because i'm like you i like yeah, the bow yeah, and yeah. arrow and being stealthy and as soon as i got that and i did a few bow and arrow kills i was like yep i'm good this is it <laughs> i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's but i feel that everything that, i mean i'm happy because it's not a far cry game but i feel everything that is right in this game was already right in a previous Far Cry game. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. Yeah, for sure. I think the only thing new in this that I like is the 3D map, which is really cool. That is really um, cool. Because obviously a lot of like, games now have the textured sort of maps, but this, the fact you can really go down and, yeah. and into it is, is awesome. Just rotate around. And like, it's fucking cool. Um, one um, thing that makes me really sad is that um, Boomer, your dog doesn't get in your vehicle with you i know very fast dog though it catches up with you wherever you're at same I as know. the bear I they know. just appear like if you if you turn around when you're driving you'll see they're running as fast as they can to like catch up. yeah i mean i th would have thought the dog would at least jump in the back of the truck or like that's true in the passenger seat 
even in a plane, you think the dog could do it. So the plane should have it should have a little parachute on the dog as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've had some weird glitch problems as well with it, which I'm about to tell a big one. But I had some little ones like I would keep dying on tiny, tiny falls. Like I would just walk down a little ledge and just die <laughs> from weird. the fall, which is bizarre um i've had there are not to spoil anything but there are a sort of type of weird it's not a zombie but it's a sort of their version of what a zombie is in the game um it's not a story spoiler at all like you'll come across them immediately if you walk in one direction and there's one bit where they're driving a car (laughs) right i was was doing that in co-op with katie and she was like wait a second are these guys driving a fucking car i was like yeah um that yeah i've had a lot of weird stuff like to do with the ai of them just seeing me when they definitely couldn't see me like i'll stealth up on an outpost and i'll take out one person and no one's looking well and i'll do it with bow and arrow and then everyone will just know that i'm there like immediately yeah and it's really frustrating because i'm like there's absolutely no way that anyone knew that i was there yeah yeah. somehow you know they do um but my big big one was last night I was playing it and my game nearly broke. And I do have to call them out for this because this is a big fucking one. So, no spoilers, but I'm in a bit in a story where you're in a huge mansion-y thing and when you finish it, you have to blow up the mansion, okay? At the end of the mission. So, I finish it. I've set my C4 explosive inside. It's a big kind of story element. I blow up the mansion. It all explodes. And I'm going, no, I didn't finish looting inside there. But anyway, it all blows up. <laughs> and then uh, because it's an organic world, anything can happen at any time. So I've had a lot of things where I go to contextually talk to a story element and then someone just starts shooting at me while I'm talking to a story element, you know. Uh, and it normally is fine. But this time I get out, I blow it up. It's going into a you finish the mission-y kind of thing. And then, I don't know who, but someone out of nowhere just shoots me and kills me. And I die. And it respawns me inside the house. But, now here's the weird thing with this. It spawns me inside the house, but the house is now blocked up because technically I'm meant to be outside the house. And the house is meant to have blown up. But what they've done in the animation is they've obviously set it on fire outside, but inside it's just the house. You're not going to change stuff gamers can't see. So I'm trapped inside this house that nothing looks different with other than you can't exit it it looks completely normal but i'm constantly on fire all the time because they've just put down like a grid of this is where fire is meant to be and i can't stop it and so i spent an hour last night going what the fuck do i do so then i'm trying to like uh, to warp to a different area you know like do a fast travel and it's not like no you're not allowed to fast travel because I'm inside this house that's on fire <laughs> so I'm not allowed to fast travel so then I'm just trying to heal myself as long as I can because I can hear someone talking to me basically summarizing the mission is over here's the information about the mission being over and I'm like maybe if they if I can just survive long enough that they finish talking then it will like enact a different save that will let me somehow escape this mayhem but I couldn't like keep healing myself enough because you now need health kits and you can't just like do stuff. I couldn't heal myself enough to get through their, their chat. 
So it became a whole new game for me for an hour where I'm trapped in the house trying to find all of the health kits in the house so I could heal myself on the fire, grab another health kit, then heal myself from the fire, run to the next place, grab another health kit and heal myself from the fire over and over again, praying that it would do something. And eventually... After, yeah, it literally was an hour of me doing this, finding where they are, creating this game of me doing that. I managed to keep myself alive just long enough, and I was dying as they did it, for them to say the last sentence they had to say. Then the thing came up on my screen saying this mission is now over, and then immediately I hit, like, the map button, and it then allowed me to fast travel because I was out of this story, you know, contextual thing that didn't let me to fast travel. So then I immediately jumped to somewhere else, fast traveled, and was on fire somewhere else and just, like, managed to... (laughs) get out of it but that was it like that was like for an hour it's like the game is now broke and damn if this is it i don't know if i'm coming back that's genuinely how i felt i was like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna come back to this if if this is it and i'm now trapped in my firehouse for life (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious yeah that was that was that was your literal hell hell you're in hell. <laughs> I was yeah. literally in my Everything's own fine. This is fine. <laughs> but I've heard oh, of those man. things happening in like Skyrims and Fallouts and stuff. Yeah. But they're such big, like complicated games. I wish you recorded this, this entire thing though. That would have been an amazing thing to put oh, up. That's true. I always forget you can record that stuff yeah. on Xbox. I should have done it. It would have been a great like fire run. Firehouse run challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and then upload it and then link them and then people would be like what the heck and then they would go oh shit um sorry man God. yeah i don't know if anybody else has had that experience they go you guys ruined my game give me some kind of like <laughs> cool rare edition thing to make up for it i was like i was gonna i was trying to tweet them about it last night but i was like i don't know even how to tweet this it's so complicated and particular other than firehouse ubisoft why you put me in it funny that they put you there i had a thing i mean nowhere near as bad as that where i was doing a little side mission it was a racing checkpoint one um and i i I didn't complete it the first time and it uh, it respawned me back at the start and then i was like i don't want to do this anymore so i got out of the car and it was like you failed the mission and then five seconds later, respawned me back in the car. And this just kept yep. happening over and over again. And then I couldn't, same thing, I couldn't fast travel. Uh, yeah. But then I had to go into the menu and there was like a quit mission option. You have to like uh, opt out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little frustrating. That's what I mean. I feel it's stuck between wanting to be an arcade game and wanting to be an open world game. Yeah. And I felt in parts three and four in particular, they kind of nailed how to do that balance. And with this one... I don't know. Like for me, like it's seesawing aggressively, and um, yeah, I'm just worried about what it means for the rest of the series, and and just for what they're thinking. It feels to me in this one, in two, I think maybe there was too much artistic control, you know, and in three and four, I think there was a good balance of business and artistic artistry. In this one, I really feel the heavy hand of business on it, you know. Um, do you just a a point because obviously this was really pushed in all the trailers and the demos prior to release but do you like the greater emphasis on the guns for hire or the fangs for hire? oh i hate it 
I hate it. And I don't use it. This is the thing. I was worried that they were making you team up with other people. And I was like, that's opposite of everything I like with Far Cry. I want to be on my own. And that was the Far Cry ethos was you're a tourist who gets enraveled into some foreign like gang thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I actively... Yeah, this was my first problem with the game was I actively didn't use any of them uh, until I got the animals because I don't mind being paired with an animal sometimes. Yeah. Um, but because I wasn't pairing with anyone, the game was almost impossible for me because it was expecting me to have someone with me. So I would get into battles where I was like, I'm, I know I'm good at Far Cry and I can't do this. It's yeah. too hard because it expected me to have a second person helping me out. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you playing with people? Um, kind of. I've I've unlocked if, uh, three or four of them now, and I'm like you. I liked I like having the dog because that was that was what I liked about Far Cry Primal is having the different animals and their traits. You could some were more stealthy and they could tag all your enemies and just give you a sense of like outposts without you needing to go in or use your binoculars and. So I kind of used the dog in that similar way. I've I've used the sniper girl a couple of times, but but there's points where it's like helpful for one shot, and then she's either mm. not there to help me when I need it, or I have to go and revive her. Help and her. it's yeah. like, <laughs> I it's and I feel it takes away some of the satisfaction I'd get from taking out an outpost. You know, like i feel like i'm not i don't know i feel like i'm not i like going through and taking everyone out one by one and then not raising the alarms and all that stuff mm-hmm. so to have someone else there even with the bear the bear's really funny because it's so big and i'll be like sniping and it does a fairly good job of realizing oh okay he's in sniper mode so we're not gonna like send the bear in but then the bear will just like run through everybody and no one seems to care <laughs> and it's like because it knows that you're in stealth mode so the bear's not attacking but it kind of running through everyone it's like they would be freaking out yeah, right yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah um but yeah with co-op it's yeah it's it's quite easy with co-op i'm finding well not easy but like easier for sure but um that's yeah that's the guns for hire that i enjoy personally it's playing with a friend talking about tactics mm-hmm. and then enacting it. Me and Katie did a very tough one actually the other night. It took us about 10 tries and she got quite frustrated and I was like, no, I want to perfect it. We're like getting so close to doing this beautifully, you know? Um, yeah. Have we convinced you, Justin, to buy Far <laughs> 5? Oh man, I'm so convinced. No. Uh, it makes <laughs> me just go, I'll just wait, man. For what? For, for it to... <laughs> drop in price for a different or, game yeah i was just okay. for far cry 6 i want to be clear i love it I, I mean i love it and i want to play as i'm talking about it i want to go play it <clears throat> yeah i just i just think that three both three and four are better games i really i genuinely genuinely think that they're yeah better games. I, I, um, it doesn't give me an urge to go and get it i'm just like yeah i'll get around to it I'm yeah, sure you if do I've, get if I'm sure if I play it I'll be like, oh my gosh, yes. I mean there's crazy DLC with this one. So like the season pass, there's like a one set on Mars, there's a crazy zombie one, there's one in Vietnam. Yeah. Um and then you also get coming in summer a we're not sure how remastered, but a remastered version of Far Cry three. Yes, yeah, so uh, which I'm excited about because that was the best story. Yeah. Um Um Which yeah, if you've never played three uh, the mechanics might be hard to get back to, Alex. I'm not sure, but I'd be interested in how it works for you because the the villain in that is the best in a uh, out of the whole series by far. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to to playing that. Actually, that was one of the exciting things when I saw the season pass that that was going to be included. I was like, yeah, awesome. Because I I've, I knew that a lot of people felt that that was the best story, and certainly that that was the best villain. So, um, yeah. but yeah, with this game, it, I feel like it's something that in future podcasts, I'm sure I'll bring up again as I kind of play more of it. Um, and get a better sense of the game because yeah for right now it's, it's just that excitement of being in a far cry environment again yeah yeah um, um okay all right so we're saying we recommend it um i think pe- i think people should definitely play it but yeah i wouldn't expect the leap forward from part four and primal that people might have been hoping for um a game that justin you've been very kind and patient listen to us uh, but I know a game that you can talk a lot about, and we've certainly talked a lot about in previous podcasts, but now it's finally out. Kirby. It's a little pirate game <laughs> called Kirby. Pirate the Kirby. Uh, <laughs> sea of Thieves. It's finally out. Xbox One and PC exclusive. Um, obviously, everybody knows what this is. Justin, you've played this for, like, God, how many months now? Because you're on the alpha and the beta and the preview programs. and It's been, like, years. Many, many. You've been, you were in it. Yeah, you've been playing it since the pirate times. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you finding it now that it's finally out, and all of our questions are answered in terms of well, what is this game and how much content is there? Um, I never played it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're it, only like playing games before they come out, not after. They yeah. come out. I only play them beforehand, and uh, so I don't know. Um, now that it's out, yeah, it's they had added a little bit more things um, that wasn't in the beta. Uh, also, there was a lot of issues because when they did their stress test, they didn't, I mean, you know, you you get a like certain amount of people, but then there was a lot more. So it ended up causing things to load incorrectly and all that. Um, yeah, I liked, there, there's some things I, I just know um, from playing it and all that, that there's levels of what they're implementing. So everything that there is right now, it does feel like an incomplete game or it's like oh there's more but um i think they're just trying to gauge when to release things and all that so but the i mean i don't know like it's kind of like the best way to level up i found was to just do raids instead of like constantly going to find treasure or doing the other quests because they were they took they take a long time um which gets really repetitive and really boring. But when you play with friends, it's more of like a casual game. Like I'm, I'm all for action all the time, but I don't know. There's games where I like it because it's so mellow and just, Oh, I'm sailing with friends. We're having fun. Let's, let's be rowdy. Let's go uh, rob people and stuff, you know, like let's actually be pirates, which makes it really fun. Um, like the other day uh, I was playing in a, I was being followed. I was on a little sloop and this whole two giant galleons full crews were like trying to attack me. So I just like set my boat to go straight and then I jumped off my boat. So it looked like it was still going. And then I went and swam towards their boat as it was coming up to me. I like jumped on their ladder, went, dropped their anchor, ran to the, like ran down below to like grab ammo and see what they had. And then I went to the front and I grabbed their explosive barrel and I was like, oh man, but I didn't know, I've never like used it on a ship before, but I jumped off the front. They're like, all right, boys, well, <laughs> this is it. We're done. And I didn't let go of the barrel cause I didn't know what to do with it. And then of course they were just like, oh my gosh, he could have killed us. But that's <laughs> exciting and fun. Like it's 
they sank me because my boat crashed into a rock and then <laughs> I, it was just like oh who cares i don't i already turned to my loop but i sank the other one that was initially chasing me i just like circled them shot jumped off like went under under the boat or in, under deck and stole all their uh wood planks so they ran out of wood planks um <laughs> that is a weird way to fuck people <laughs> yeah because people don't think about it. they're just like oh yeah like let's just keep hunting like i don't need to kill all of you guys and try to like you know commandeer your ship i can literally mm-hmm. let you shoot me board up my ship and then i can just keep storing all the wood planks that i stole from you in in my ship and eventually like you're gonna sink because you won't have any wood planks and i can keep <laughs> shooting you yeah you're a perverse boy. Yeah. Um, so there, there are like obviously a lot of people been very, very excited about this game. It's a huge streaming game right now, which I know you're doing some stuff with that as well, Justin. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I played a bit of the beta and then I've been playing it quite a lot. But I've had a few friends who are not at all interested in this. Uh, our, our guy who, uh, Mr. Mikey Nooch um, Avila, who sorts out all these podcasts and puts them up. Thank you very much, buddy. If you're listening, Thanks, no, uh, yeah. I know he wasn't interested at all in it after watching me play some of the beta. Um, Alex, I know you weren't interested either. So I'm interested in like, what about this game that is at Microsoft don't have many exclusives anymore. Um, and particularly big ones. And this is a big exclusive. It's from rare. It's been advertised like crazy. Like it's, it's on the biggest, screen like the most expensive advertising platform in london is this huge sort of Times square screen on piccadilly circus and it's all over that all the time um so they're promoting the hell out of this game and yet i know a lot of people who aren't interested at all so alex i'm interested to know from you why are you not at all interested and if you've got any questions for us about you know that you don't know about the game yet um, for me, it's not so much the game itself. I think it's. I think over the last year or two, I've. I've I just realized that um, on online <coughs> multiplayer, I guess online multi. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a land guy. Online on, online multiplayer is um, sort of not at the top of my gaming um, preferences, I suppose. You know, I find it hard enough to organize time to to meet up with friends, let let, let alone organize a time to to all jump online and play. Um, and and I don't know. I think just as as I've gotten older, I I think I have a preference. I I think my gaming preference is just more sort of one player narrative driven uh, kind of games. So so okay. it, ta- it 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 takes something. Um, it, it it takes a certain kind of game, or or just more a, an impulse for me to be like, yeah, cool, I'll I'll do it. Um, um, like the new Far Cry, I really want to try that co-op because I actually again haven't done co-op on Far Cry because because it, it's sort of not at the top of my list, but I really I really want to try it so. That's something I'll, I'll make more of an effort to do. So for me, with Sea of Thieves, it, it just basically just comes down to that, the sort of the aspects of it okay. being online and multiplayer and just not being um, Interesting. something that, that I'm as interested in. Okay, so it's not necessarily something personal with, with the game. No, it's not at all. I mean, watching part. the trailers and stuff, I thought it, it, mm-hmm. it, it looked really fun and um, I think it's, it's beautifully designed. But yeah, it's just wasn't wasn't for me i think 
I think I know what Justin's about to jump in and say. Oh, so <laughs> Go on, just. if it had a single player or like campaign mode, you'd be more interested in playing the game. Um, yeah, I'd probably more likely give it a go for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, I'm the same as you. I don't really, I don't do competitive multiplayer at all anymore. Um, it just don't enjoy it. Uh, co-op online, yeah, it's just a nightmare organizing with people. If you're in something where you have to do it all the time, I do like co-op uh, multiplayer with my friends because I like getting a chance to talk to my friends. I'm very lucky my girlfriend plays games, so it gives us a chance when we're abroad to play stuff and chat at the same time, which is nice. Um, but I don't like what is. I t- so here's all the great things about Sea of Thieves. What's really great about Sea of Thieves is you absolutely can play it on your own. And I actually spend almost all my time playing it on my own. Um, So I've done a bit playing with strangers online just to see what that experience is like. Um, And it was actually very friendly. I was expecting people to do the normal, you know, swearing and being mean. Maybe I just got lucky, but everyone was very nice. And then I started trying to sabotage them. And then they were really lovely and started like following me around and trying to like follow me and stuff. They left me on a boat that was sinking because I was trying to get away from them. And then I could see them sailing off. And then I heard them all just screaming, no, Mr. Al White, no. (laughs) It was really fun. Um, and then I played actually a bunch with uh, with uh, Miss Danger, a uh, uh, friend on playing on Sea of Thieves stuff, and she was she was a lot of fun playing like two pe- people just like we were both new to it, so I think that was kind of a fun way to experience it when you're both learning stuff. And then I played a little bit with Katie as well. I haven't done like a four person people that I know thing yet where you get like a galleon and stuff so my majority of playing a sea of thieves has been single player um and i will say it's a very different experience in a wonderful way like it's really lonely the servers are way less crowded when you're playing on your own um and particularly at the beginning they'll gradually bring more ships into that server um, but at the beginning it's like you won't see anyone for quite a long time yeah um and there's a whole different tactical way of playing when you're doing that and i love it personally like i love just sailing the seas and you know adventuring from island to island and it's essentially kind of like a wind waker kind of feeling game um and wind waker is one of my favorite video games of all time um it looks really beautiful it runs very smoothly um it's it's got great little touches the music elements are great the drinking lots of beer and throwing up and then you can have a friend catch your puke in a bucket and then throw the bucket on someone else's face to blind them (laughs) to then like skirmish (laughs) them is really funny um the basic core mechanics of it, I would say, are close to perfect. My problem with it, Justin, and I know you're not allowed to maybe talk about some of the things you might know or might not know, but the problem with this game is that fif- it feels like a game where 50% of the game is not there. Yeah. It, it In a more egregious way than even Destiny did, but in a similar way to Destiny. Um, my problem is, is like I sail from place to place to place and I love it. I love that sailing. I love the mood. I love the music. I love the animation. The sea is the most beautiful ocean I've ever seen in anything. I get to an island and I love like figuring that out and finding where the chest is. The combat isn't amazing, but it's fine. Like I'm enjoy- I enjoy it fine enough. Um, I enjoy the pigs and the chickens and capturing them and stuff. And then you got to feed the pig and make sure he doesn't drown and all this yeah. stuff. But I get to these islands and I'm like, what? The there's nothing else I'm meant to be doing here. Like, there's nothing. It's literally just, like, get a chicken or get the pig and find the chests. 
and then take the chest back and take the chicken and pigs back and get money i can't even open the chest and then with the money i can buy stuff that doesn't really matter like clothes or stuff for my ship um and that's basically it you know some weapons and stuff but they're not like weapons where you could op yourself or anything that's just more cosmetic stuff and i'm like look i desperately love this world and i love the mechanics and i love the idea of exploring but you're not giving me any reason to explore it and, and to get to those islands and like there'd be two skeletons that are dead next to each other and i'm like in any other game in the witcher 3 you know or in fallout these dead skeletons would have a story yeah. And I'd be able to follow that across the island about what happened to them. And then maybe find a secret thing on the island that's particular and cool. Like, this game doesn't even have Far Cry or Ubisoft or Assassin's Creed levels of secrets on, in the game. And what it needs is fucking Fallout, Skyrim, Breath of the Wild level of secrets. It needs wherever you look, there's something cool to find. Yeah. And there isn't. Yeah, there's a lot of missed opportunities with, you know, like, giving more detail uh to the world like the skeletons as you're saying or just like oh how did these people get here like what's their dealio like there's little tiny easter eggs of uh like people's yeah rivals there and stuff but it's like not not as consistent where you're like oh this island's called this because why and then you see the story and you're like oh cool there's clearly a crew here that uh you know shipwrecked onto the land and then they built a raft or something because you can see the materials used um there's not that much detail to it there's like some but then a lot of them are just like repetitive um you know things like island palm tree rocks and that's basically what nooch sent through to me like nooch said like i'm not going to play this game because from what i've seen on everything is you do the same three things again and again and yeah. again um and the thing that he said he had heard it was compared to which i agree with is it's this year's no man's sky essentially yeah. it is here is a fantastic idea and a really great mechanical you know world that we've built or universe that we've built yeah but then we're not going to really give you anything to do in it yeah. it still breaks my and heart yeah but, and it breaks my heart with this game because i love sea of thieves and when alex and we did like we have like a little group chat and i said does anyone want a copy of sea of thieves so we can all play it together and you're like i'm cool it broke my heart because I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for the wrong, I mean, maybe for like, you know, different reasons than most people that you don't want to play. But I was like, I love this game. Yeah. And this is what I mean. I'm saying two games in a row now. It's like Far Cry 5. I still think people should play it. Yeah. I love it. I want to play it right now. But it's not as good as the old ones. And it's broken things. Sea of Thieves, I love this game. Yeah. And as I'm talking about it now, I want to go and play it again. And I'm excited to play it with friends and do the things we could do. But oh my God, where is the rest of this game? Right. <laughs> it's, it's so weird to have like these two games that I was so crazy excited about. And, I, and neither of them, they've both missed big opportunities for me. Like big, big opportunities. Um, and yeah, I still really enjoy them a lot. Um, for, I mean, for you, Alex, yeah, I guess I've given you a whole different bunch of reasons to not play that game. But I would say for the reason you were giving, you, I wouldn't worry about it. Like, playing it on your own is a wonderful experience. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And what's great about Sea of Thieves is it, it's not like Far Cry or even anything else where if we play Far Cry, we can drop in and out of it when we want to, and that's great. But we will still have different weapons. One of us might be more OP than the other and clear up an outpost too easily, you know. With this, 
Well, the beauty of Sea of Thieves and the problem with Sea of Thieves is it's determined to keep you all on an equal level the whole time. So no one gets better weapons. No one XPs up. Everyone's always the same. Yeah. Uh, which is the beauty of it because we c- you could play on your own for 50 hours and then I could jump in as a first day player you explain the mechanics and we can play together mm-hmm. uh, whenever we want the problem with that is then it means it can't give you good incentives because no one's going to level up yeah everything's anything. literally cosmetic yeah. like you can get some cool ship upgrades but you're like ah it doesn't really do anything I, th- I also thought there was going to be factions because um, when it first was coming out, they gave us like different shirts, or uh, when we yeah. were doing Alpha, they they gave us like T-shirts and stuff that had different crew things, and some of the characters had different um, tattoos that had like the crews they represented. And I was like, oh, cool, you can join like a faction maybe, and so it gives you more of a incentive to like maybe fight people or like you sail with that ship's like flag, and they're like, oh, they're they're a part of the same crew as me. I don't need to attack them. Or he can and be like a shitty, like gang member or whatever. Um, but well, there, I don't know if there is sort that. of one incentive with that, isn't there? It's like when you become a legendary pirate. Yeah, um, and then you're like. So that is when you can create more along that line of stuff. Has anyone done it yet? Because I know none of the reviewers have. Yeah, no. I I mean, uh, my friends at like 35, and it's just so much grinding, and you're kind of like get yeah. burnt out really quick i don't know if anyone in the world yet is a legendary pirate but once you are there are certain things you could do a bit more like that um so yeah i mean i guess it'll be interesting to know what happens when that when that gets uncovered um but for the moment yeah i'm excited like me you and me justin we haven't played together yet um so i'm excited to play with you i'm gonna play a bit more with katie and stuff and um yeah Will will I eventually play? We shall see. Thieves. <laughs> yeah, I think every, everyone's kind of in the same boat. Everyone's like 30s. No, very good. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's just kind of like <clears throat> burnt out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was doing yeah. it, and it takes a really long time. Because like you do the raids, and the raids are awesome, but <clears throat> you do it, and then you go back and you turn in your loot. But the raid takes like 45 minutes. And then you don't mm-hmm. find them all the time, and you're just like, okay. And sometimes when you're sailing back, like we did a raid, and we s- sailed into a kraken, and our ships already like super damaged. We're low on ammo, like cannonballs and stuff, and so we lost all our stuff because the kraken took our ship down. Goddamn kraken! Yeah, but we went back and we killed it, or you know, scared it away. Nice. Nice. Take that, kaiju! <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there was one other big game. Well, not as big for sure, uh, but one that kind of came up as a sleeper hit on people. Uh, it's a game called A Way Out. Um, it's about two uh, guys in prison who basically are breaking out of prison and then go on a sort of little tale oh, of revenge. Pr- prison Break. It is essentially Prison Break, <laughs> the video game. Um, um, who who's played this? I've played about half of it so far online in co-op I'm, with Katie. I'm waiting for Alex to play it. With him. I played a couple of hours in between Far Cry. <laughs> Look at Justin's face. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. I wanted to wow. be ready for this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, were you playing with Carter? Yes, because he wanted to play. So you're doing, some, you're doing some couch co-op then? Yeah, I also wanted to see what it would look like split screen at home. 
Uh, Justin's w- walked away now. No one else could see, but he's left, so uh, he's gone. Justin, <laughs> we're still he's, on a, play he's on a tiny it. boat. He's on a tiny I'm boat floating out to sea. <laughs> we're still going to play it, Justin. <laughs> I reckon Mr. Uh, McFarland. <laughs> I tell you what's cool, though, about playing it twice is because you can swap who you're playing as and have a very different experience, mm. like a very different experience, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, I'll tell you something weird that I didn't realize because we were playing online co-op and it's all still in split screen. Interesting. Um, which I was expecting it to be, oh, I can't see what the other person is doing, so we have to communicate better, you know? But no, it's exactly the same as it is in couch co-op as it is online. Couch coop. Um, so which guy are you playing as? Are you playing as precocious uh, sideburns guy or older, smarter guy? Um, <laughs> the sideburns guy Carter and I called or Carter named Ugly Nathan Drake <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was a bit like his brother because he was like from an orphanage and I was like oh it's Nathan Drake and he's like yeah Ugly Nathan Drake I was playing as uh, the older guy the Ricky he Gervais does. character now that you say it that guy really does look like Nathan Drake's brother from Uncharted 4 yeah he's got the same nose and the same little chin yeah yeah I'm playing as Sideburns guy, um, right? Because Katie wanted to play as the older, sophisticated guy. It's um, it's uh. what we've played so far. It's yeah, it's it's. I think it's really well directed and incredibly sort of cinematic. I, I think for the most part, the timings of of your movements and your interactions is done pretty well. You know, like when they overlap it, they kind of cut the volume down on one side so you can hear one conversation. Yeah. yeah, and generally, for the most part, the overlap's pretty good. We noticed there's some a little jankiness in kind of the crouching behind things and getting away when you're like hiding behind things and trying to get around a corner. It's a little oh, definitely, definitely. very clunky, but uh, yeah, enjoyable so far. And that's kind of thing. Like, I know that when I play with Justin, I can play as the other character that i am now and have a completely different experience and i've tried not like in in the time that we played <laughs> i uh we didn't look at this like i was trying not to look at the other side of the screen right 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 um oh interesting you were looking okay well i was yeah. trying not Just- to there were some bits where we were to cry like help each other out um but yeah i guess i won't Just- have that experience with Chester now Just- he's not playing with you <laughs> <laughs> you're right justin come out buddy They're it's gonna horrible. be all right horrible people <laughs> um i tell you what i was really surprised with in this game were two things one is that not really spoilers because we're not doing spoilers for any of these games i should have said that up front but whatever um is you don't spend that much time in prison oh that's that a spoiler was, that's a spoiler that a surprise. <laughs> it's like no but it's like it's the majority of it is out of prison on this kind of route for revenge, essentially. Mm. Um, which I was surprised about. Nice. Uh, well, that I've played anyway, unless you go back to prison, which is entirely possible. Prison break. Going back. Um, and the, scene, the, other thing- the scene uh, in the prison, in the shower. Oh, my oh, God. Great scene. When, uh, when, he, when he gets abused by the oh. prison tough guy. 
No. Oh, wait. There is no scene like that. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, and it's like split screen and the other guy's watching and he's getting really excited. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, um, a little... little that's, yeah. that's when I put the control down and I was like, now I need to play this with Jester. I need I need to turn the vibration off my control. <laughs> it is vibrating yeah. out of control. <laughs> yeah, the other thing that's weird for me is like, because it's a, it's a pretty small company, you know, and the last game they did was this game called Brothers, which was a co-op game, but not at all as sophisticated as this. Um, I'm surprised by how slick it is, and it's really pretty and plays really well and sounds great. Um, but it's very stupid. Like, it's really... Like, I was hoping that the breaking out of prison would be more sophisticated and would involve planning, and it's really just... I mean, they are, they basically, again, not spoilers because it's not how it turns out, but it basically, if it had worked out for them, they would come up with the idea on one day and do it that night. Mm. <laughs> but then they kind of hit stumbling blocks and then have to like retry another time kind of thing. But there's no real planning. It's not like, mm. I was hoping it would have prison break TV show type of, you know, meticulous, cool planning. But instead, it's basically like, let's just go the only way we can go and hope it gets us out yeah. of this prison. But figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, writing-wise, conceptually, it could be much, much, much better. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just a really slick, fun little game. It's only meant to be like five hours long, I think, or something. So, um doesn't eat up too much time. Nice. Um, yeah. A little, uh, Is there any other games? A little, or should we move on? A little fact about it. Um, Dante was telling me that his friend, uh, I think, created or worked on it. And his brother is one of the main dudes. So oh, really? I hope brothers. it wasn't Nathan Ugly, <laughs> ugly Nathan Drake. <laughs> I, I didn't know. say that. Does I didn't look, come up with that. <laughs> does he look like an ugly Nathan Drake, Justin? That's I how you put it. I don't know. I, didn't, I haven't seen him. But, yeah. um, well, you wouldn't want to. Another game, um, <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> it is a video game. It's so fun. It's uh, you really like it? Yeah, I really like it because uh, you can play with friends. Um, also, just I always liked Kirby. It was like a very simplified Mario. Um, it's yeah. more like Yoshi with like yeah, his Yoshi. Tongue, like, yeah, yeah. Well, Kirby mm, is before Yoshi, so let's be real. That's true. That's true. Um, but Kirby, yeah, yeah. I played like an hour of it. That's about all. I like the mechanic of it, and it is really pretty. I like the depth of field. Yeah. Um, um, another game that came out is Vermintide 2. It's a Warhammer game. It's really intense. Okay. It's kind of like a Left 4 Dead. Um, it's beautiful. The physics on it are amazing. It's a first-person Warhammer game? Yeah. It's uh, oh. It's like Left 4 Dead. You know, you get different classes. Um, yeah, you have, like, a tank. You have, like, a DPS person. You got your mage. Um and you work together and stuff, and it's very graphic. It's a game. That okay. on Is that PC on PC? PC. Yeah. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Stop talking. And then um, um, <laughs> I was very lucky with my timing of Far Cry coming out because I had just finished the Assassin's Creed campaign mode. Um, uh, I know that came questions. out a while ago, but that was a game that I played an hour of, and I was like, nope, don't like it was very staunch in my my opinions of it and then uh, i spoke to our friend taylor morris who's been on the podcast a few times and he was like get through the first hour and it gets really really great and uh and he was right um i've really really enjoyed 
that whole game. And the awesome thing was, was I finished the campaign and there were huge, huge portions of the map that I hadn't even discovered yet. Um, and a ton of side quests. Um, so I was like, great, I can just enjoy these side quests and stay in this world. But sadly now it's, uh, Far Cry. yeah, it's getting a little less love. Yeah. Yeah. I know Katie was the same. She was, she got into Assassin's Creed late, very late, uh, just about a month ago. And she's been playing it like crazy. And when these games came out, she was like, oh man, am I going to have time to finish <laughs> Assassin's Creed? And I was like, you might have to give it up. And she was like, no, <laughs> yeah, you only keep going. So I've been watching her play a lot of it when she was over here. She was playing a lot. And actually when I was back there as well, she was playing a lot of Assassin's Creed. Um, I still wasn't convinced personally from what I saw, but um, it just still felt like too much Assassin's Creed that I'm already kind of bored of. But you know, that, was a, that was the thing. Like to begin with, I was like, oh, this doesn't, I can see what they're trying to do differently and it felt slightly frustrating. But then, but yeah, once I got into it, I was like, well, actually, yeah, there's some slight variations of the mechanics, particularly like the fighting mechanics and some of the crafting structures of the game. But the missions were pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. 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 But very fun. Just beautiful. It is a beautiful world. It is a beautiful game. Like I haven't seen like, just the light, the light lighting in that game is incredible. Nice. Yeah. Was yeah. Uh, I like the educational mode a lot. Was yeah. Apocalypse Sorry, in it? Just... Was Oscar Isaacs in it? Is it really? No, no, no. Cause, what? Because the first uh, mutant was around that time. Oh, never the mind. The first... What are you talking about? X-Men. Remember the first mutants around Egypt oh. time? It's an Egypt game. God, Jesus never mind. Man. Moving on. <laughs> that was a deep cut, buddy. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's talk about some movies because we are running way late with this. We had a lot to say about Far Cry. The movies. Um, there were some big movies that came out. Tomb Raider came out. Ready Player One came out. Annihilation came out, which in the UK, well, everywhere outside of the US, you could just watch it on your Netflix in America. Damn. You got to go to cinema. Uh, and Isle of Dogs, uh, the new Wes Anderson film, that also came out. Um, have you guys been able to see anything? Or uh, I was supposed to go see like f- those four that you mentioned. <laughs> But I never yeah. did. I, I ended up uh, having to do other things, like go to Disneyland for the uh, food festival thing that they have, which is amazing. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's actually that really good. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I am so full. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I haven't... I am not up to date at the moment. Do you have with, a movie pass, um, Alex? With movies. Do I have a movie pass? Yeah. No. Uh, if you Where get one, we could go. One of these? Just apply online. It's like eight dollars a month or something. And you and can you go can, see as many as and like. as many as you want in a month. Um, you know, at the selected theaters. Um, and, but you can't see the same movie multiple times in a day. I don't know. if I think <laughs> you can see other movies. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I'm yeah, I'm gonna look into that for sure. Yeah, and then we keep going. Um, uh, well, out of out of the ones that we listed, the big ones, I'm out of interest. What what do you guys? What would be your top priority? Uh, Annihilation for sure. For me, in why? in order, top three: Isle of Dogs, Annihilation, Ready Player One. Actually, you were never really here. That's right up there. I've yeah, I haven't it. I haven't mentioned that yet, but I'll bring that up in a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's not a big release. Choose something that's not been mentioned, man. <laughs> Sorry. It's like going, um, Sorry. You know, I'm waiting for, uh, yeah, that next X-Men movie. <laughs> that's uh, not listed well, on there. You'll be waiting a while because that's New Mutants and it just got pushed. 
Uh, which is really you know, annoying. I'm gonna say out of they, all of those, I'm gonna say the next Tron that was announced. Exactly. The new, reading new my mutants mind. had <laughs> New Mutants had the best test screenings they said they'd ever had for an X Men movie, and then they decided to reshoot fifty percent of the movie after that. Sounds like it's gonna be Good. shit now. It's fucking annoying. Anyway, um, why Annihilation, Justin? Uh, I like, you know, the. Well, I was you're an Alex Garland fan. Yeah, I like to do that. You know, made ex Makina, so I want to see his next work. Um, also, really like Natalie Portman. I uh, like Jennifer, and also huge Oscar Isaac fan. So, right, if Oscar Isaac's in it. Almost likely see it, unless it's one of those like, like epic drama period pieces. Then I'm like, maybe I won't because I not. really don't feel like watching something like that. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, I'm going to try then. Completely no spoilers. Just give a tiny review for each of you. Yeah. Um, uh, so, ready... P- well, Tomb Raider. Um, it is not the video game movie we've been waiting for. We've been talking about this movie actually a lot. Do you remember years ago on this podcast? Yes. We're bigging it up because it is Raw Uthag was directing it. He's the director of The Wave from Norway, which is a brilliant uh, disaster film. And a long time ago, he was the director of Cold Prey, which is one of the best slasher films ever made. Um... I will say a lot, bunch of his style does come across. The action sequences are really cool. They feel very Uncharted-y. Um, Alicia Vikander is amazing physically in the role. She gives a lot to this. But as a script and as like talking scenes, not the best. Um, it, her accent's good, though. Good, nice. good um, accent. Can you just confirm, does it follow the same or very similar storyline as the reboot game? It follows part of the reboot and then part of the sequel to the reboot. Right. Um, there are elements from both those games mixed in. And then a whole bunch of other stuff. Actually, the first half an hour is set just in London uh, with her, like, there are bicycle races and weird stuff. <laughs> like, weird stuff happens. Does she um, lock the butler in the walk-in fridge? <laughs> yeah. Like you could do in the original. No. Does, no, she, she does, not. does they she actually go the- through the, the maze in the garden? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, find exactly. the secret room. Sadly, no. Okay, so here's a big weird thing, and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the first frame of the movie. Um, she's poor in this. Uh, she's not actually poor. She has access to the money if she wants it, but there's a reason in the story why she's not taking the money. So they're very much trying to get a new origin for Lara where she is like on the streets and, well, not, not literally on the streets, but like <laughs> she's doing menial jobs. Whoa, you know, she's like a courier service and stuff, and, um, and she doesn't have money. Um, which is a very interesting way. So that's what made it. her tough by living on the streets. <laughs> yeah. I will say it's a decent movie. Like it is good. I went to see it with Haruka Abe and Voltron? Uh, we both came out. Yes. Voltron. And we both came out just going like, yeah, that was a good movie. There was no one near as like, we were worried it was going to be really bad and it wasn't. It was actually pretty fun. There were some terrible bits. There were some great bits. Um, but, so it yeah, be- I, it would be in your upper end of <laughs> yeah. video game movies. I'm working on a list right now of the best <laughs> video game movies ever made. There are not many great ones, if any. Um, Scott Pilgrim. For me, I know not. Nah, that doesn't count. That's a comic book. No, 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 no. But there is uh, a video game, so technically. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, it's up there. It's up there. I think Assassin's Creed is better, but I actually really love the Assassin's Creed movie, and no one else seems to. So. I liked it. Cause I like I think it's a good I movie. like Michael Fassbender and I like that actress, um, Marion. Marion Cotillard. Yeah, 
Yeah, Marion Cotillard. The directing of Assassin's Creed is a is a I and think it's a stand, really really great movie that, dude, that, did that the people jump. got really Ooh, boy grumpy with for some reason. But yeah, it's worth seeing. It's a good fun movie that you'll forget about in a week's time. Cool. Um, Annihilation. I don't want to give any spoilers for. <laughs> I will say, I will say all it did for me was I'm a huge Alex Garland fan of everything he's written pretty much and uh, Ex Machina I love. This is. I have com- complicated emotions about it that I can't talk about without not being spoilers. But I will say it made me want to go read the book because I felt like everyone, everything I liked from the movie was more to do with the book than the movie. Um, but it's definitely worth watching for sure. Um, it takes in, It's like got a lot of nods to other films that again I can't mention because it would... Be, not nods, but like sort of similarities. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it, but I was hoping to really love it. And I felt like I should love it, but... I love it. So uh, a story with that film is that I think it was filmed at Pinewood at the same time Star Wars was being filmed. And Oscar Isaac was literally jumping between sets. No way. Yeah. That Uh, explains quite a lot because he seems kind of tired in this film. (laughs) (laughs) So because, yeah, so he worked out with with, uh, Disney and, and... to, to be able to fit that into his schedule, so he was he was able to yeah literally bounce between between oh, the two. Oh man, that's um, good knowledge. And I think I think Natalie Portman said in an interview that she got to go over uh, to the Star Wars set, which is pretty cool. As she yeah. was obviously Padme. they brought back she the done queen. a little yeah she done a little cameo Padme yeah they brought the queen back. She probably walked in and was like, "What are all these built?" sets and stuff why isn't it just a <laughs> room a full Star of green screens yeah. lucas would not approve um i love dogs and you wes anderson film i went to a special premiere of this and did you see it with a bunch of dogs great. i did just dogs. i tell you what they do actually have dog friendly screenings yeah. going on right now crazy also which they can, they can fuck off yeah so i only like found dogs. out recently through a jeff goldblum interview that isle of dogs is a play on i love dogs <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. 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 I love dogs. I yeah. love dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this film's, it's great, but it's Wes Anderson. I said to, uh, I went to see this with Katie and I was like, it just, what I want to ask people is, isn't what is your favorite Wes Anderson film? It's what's your least favorite? Because I love all of his films, but I'm also kind of bored of them all. Like he's been, He's just become a factory for his own stuff, you know? And they're all so similar. So similar. I'm just... I would love to just see him do something different. You know, I'd love to see him do a Kubrick and just change genre each film for a bit or something. He kind of just does the same thing. Just does the same thing over and over again. And it's great. But at the same time, it's like, well, I know what to expect. And then you'll get exactly what you're expecting. Mm -hmm. Like, no more, no, no less. If you don't like this stuff... You still won't like it. If you do like it, you'll still like it, but it loses its novelty, I feel, each time. But. That's interesting. I don't know. I've never thought of what my least favorite is. It's a good question. I feel that would say more about someone than, yeah, what's their favorite, but I don't know. The only, the, only, the only way I could pick one now would just be on the one that I've seen the least, which is Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Moonrise Kingdom. I like it, but... I think I was getting tired by that point. Mm. Um, and what else are we talking about? Ready Player One. 
I was not excited for this film at all. I thought the trailers looked terrible. Um, and I haven't really enjoyed a Spielberg film in quite some time. It's a lot of fun. Nice. And the crazy thing about Ready Player One it's no is, one's you ready. know, like, well, you know, like, it's all like cameo, cameo, cameo. You know, everyone's talking about all the cameos and stuff. Which, and I tried to stay away from the spoilers and I won't give any here. Well, I might give a tiny one in a second. Um, it is impossible. Like, there has never been a film. This isn't like Wreck-It Ralph where it's like, oh, isn't it cool? All these cameos and background stuff. There is an insurmountable amount of cameos like this yeah. film it doesn't matter if you hate the film because you've got two and a half hours of if you're of our generation and you're geeky like us of just the most incredible weird subversive like cameos and nods to things like obscure anime things obscure video game things obscure like horror movies like just everything are you telling me jason is in this Jason is in it. I will see it then. <laughs> Freddy is in it. Oh my gosh! Is I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but I guess I'm. Well, no, I'm not spoiling it because I'm not giving it a context. But there is only one f bomb used in this film. It's a very PG film. There is one f bomb where some, <laughs> and it is used in context, Alex, of a little horror icon that we enjoy. But I won't like go into proper spoilers. Yes. Um, and it's it, i was like what is happening a they to use the the word fuck in this movie and b the context of how it's used um and there is cool stuff i know jess and you'll love in it like it is an exciting delight of cameos that have nothing to do with spielberg it must just be a think tank of people like going through what mattered to them but it's not in a corporate way it's stuff that genuinely people are passionate about you yeah. know um i don't know man I the mean- movie itself is meh Spiel- <laughs> Spielberg's bringing back his Animaniacs, dude. But that's what's amazing. There's like yeah. no Spielberg references in here. Oh, nice. At all. Pre- There's no callbacks to his own stuff that I could see. And wow. they obviously didn't get permission from Disney. As there's no Marvel, no Star Wars. Uh, there's a Star Wars nod in a way, but not not that you can see. Yeah. Um, but there's still so many. It's just incredible. What a um, studio? And the film's fine. What studio is Ready Player One? I don't know. I don't know how they did it, man. The licensing is insane. Yeah, because I'm like, I know there's, uh, there's, you know, some Overwatch characters. And I'm like, dude, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, man. The Overwatch, they're all over the place. Um, there is 15 minutes of this film, and I'm not going to reveal it. But there's 15 minutes of this film set in another film that is not a film you would ever expect. Dude, and it's, it's what? so bizarre. And I kind of think the director of that film... Um, I'd like to know how they felt about it. <laughs> it's just weird. But like the whole film, the, the actual film is fine. It's like very basic. Um, it's very kid friendly. It's the kind of film you'd see at Christmas, you know, on TV. Um, it's, but just the cameos, well worth it. Like seriously, well worth it. What studios? Uh, far, far better than all of those is the film that you called out oh, earlier, Alex. It's Wonder- which is called Wonder You Brothers. Were Never Really Here. Um. You Were Never Really Here is the fourth film by a lady called Lynn Ramsey. She directed Ratcatcher in the 90s. She directed Morven Caller in the early noughties or late 90s, which I love that movie. Then she did We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is the one I think most people yeah. have seen. Um, and this is her fourth film. And it's, yeah, about... Well, actually, we're going to get to it later because it's in releases for this week. Um, have you seen it? It is... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, because it's out. It's been out over here for a couple of months already right. in the UK because she's a UK director. It is. It was the film I was most excited about this year. I'm very excited about Infinity War, but this is like you know the serious film I was most excited about this year, and it absolutely paid off for me. It is by far my favorite film I've seen in a long, long time. Um, yeah, and I'm going again next week because it does some stuff at the end which defies your expectation. I was expecting it to go a certain route, and it doesn't. Um, it is brilliant. Whacking Phoenix is phenomenal. The little girl in it is phenomenal. The directing is inspired. Um, and we can talk about it more in the following weeks when more of you guys have seen it. But yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, but the trailer just looks stunning. Yeah, Joaquin. It's, yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah, and I don't want to go on too long, but I do, I've just to throw out. I saw a film called Thelma last night. Dude, that trailer film. looks amazing. It's man, you. I was going to say Justin. That's the only reason I was bringing it up. It is basically the best X Men Origins film you've never seen. Nice. It is a Norwegian film from the director of Louder Than Bombs. Um, and it came out, I think, a year ago or something like that. Um, and it's just about this girl who comes from a religious background and she goes to college and she falls in love with this other girl and has a sort of sexual awakening that she is trying to like get away from. And then weird powers sort of come into play. Sexual powers. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. Like, really, It's a bit too long. It could have been cut down, but it's very, very cool. And for me, it's just like, man, why can't Fox make a X-Men movie like this? because it's art house but still beautiful and glossy and yeah it's great um and then one other film that i just saw called una which is very tough very brave uh based on a play called blackbird and that's starring ben mendelson and runa mari runa yamara love her yeah yeah it's it's very tough it's about this girl who um when she was 13 was a uh, had a relationship with her neighbor who was in his like 40s or whatever um, he got put in prison but then he gets out and it's like 15 oh, yeah. years later and she goes to find him to talk to him and in the play I think it's all just in one room of them talking uh, in the film it's a little bit more complicated than that um, but it's very brave and really honest like very honest it looks at it not in a judgmental way it's just kind of like here are both sides to this and mm -hmm. very adultly lets you sort of decide stuff and then yeah has a great ending that is tough um highly recommend it nice. there you go sounds great sounds, sounds amazing. very great lots of good films to catch up on yeah alex we should Many just have a movie day yeah, movie day. Movie day. Movie day. Movie day. Movie day. Movie day. Did you both just come or what? <laughs> well, I guess you could say we both found a way out. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you could both say that days. right now we're semen. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We're in oh, a sea of things. <laughs> Alex, if you're talking about having movie days, um, do you want to talk us through what is happening in the cinemas uh, this week? Because we have a whole bunch of releases, more in the UK, though, than in America. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I did. So, I'll Tough. start with the US cinema releases. Um, and I'm going to start off with A Quiet Place, 
which is a horror film directed by John Krasinski, starring John Krasinski and uh, his wife, Emily Blunt. Um, oh, are they married? Yeah. They are married. Um, he He's looking beautiful with his big, thick beard, isn't he? He is. He looks good. Yeah. Very, very rugged. Um, this film's about a family that's forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. Um supposedly creatures that have invaded the earth right it's sort of what's implied in the trailer i don't know or they've um, just appeared i've actually the uk doesn't get this for another week but i'm literally as soon as this podcast finishes i'm going to a premiere of it um, with Haruka. so i'm very excited to check yeah it i, I it really cool. liked the look of the trailer yeah um looks great now you're more you're the big horror aficionado al but watching the trailer for this, and maybe was there another one coming up? Horror. Yeah. Anyway, I, I started having this feeling that horror films currently are are um, kind of going through a period that reminds me of some horror films throughout the seventies, like late seventies, where they're getting bigger, dramatic actors. Um, I guess that like it's it's like a shift from more slashery style horror films, but they're becoming more. Uh, how can I describe it? Like a bit more serious in tone, less supernatural, uh, more like thrillery horrors. Like they're kind of having a a bit of a moment at the moment. <laughs> Does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, no. I I mean, yeah, we're definitely stuck at the moment between the shifts like going from the torture porn to definitely then found footage to definitely then um spooky spooky which has been going for a long time the mm-hmm. spooky spookies and now i do feel yeah we're lost slashes we're trying to come back there's been if there's some big ones coming actually some interesting ones and happy death day and stuff like that um but didn't quite capture people like they're hoping i think so yeah i think there is potentially this type of horror i mean i'll see when I, when I see it, if it fits into that. But yeah, I agree. Slightly more intellectual, slightly more arty, mm-hmm. slightly more thrillery. Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'm hoping that this is not in narrative-wise, but I'm hoping this is going to be like the It Follows of this year, like something um, different and arty. Hello, Pussycat. Alex My little is showing my cat off his Ray cat. has just joined the uh, podcast. Got anything to say? Hello, no. Ray. I am out. How dare you play a way out without me? Yeah. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to show you her butt now. Thank you. I love a cat butt. Meow. Cats do. <laughs> oh, next. yeah. Moving on. Next, uh, next, next release uh, this week uh, in the US, Isle of Dogs, which we already spoke about. Um, the stop frame animation by Wes Anderson. Um, you Were Never Really Here, which we also mentioned with Joaquin Phoenix. Um yeah, so we didn't. Uh, you didn't really get into sort of what that was about necessarily. So let me tell you: a traumatized veteran, unafraid of violence, tracks down missing girls for a living. Um, when a job spins out of control, Joe's nightmares overtake him as a con- as a conspiracy is uncovered, leading to what may be his death trip or his awakening. Fuck. Bum, yeah. Bum bum. Makes it sound like it's going to be more dramatic than it is. <laughs> it's it's quite low key, but yeah. Okay, um, and then for UK cinema, we have a few more releases. 
um, quite a few more actually than the US. Many more releases. Um, Some of these have already been out in the US though. So, so already been out. Uh, there's oh, I Kill Giants. Um, the trailer for this looks really cool. I will give out a shout out to my friends Barbara and Alice who cast this film. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, which is really exciting to to see. Um, stars Zoe Saldana, Madison Wolf, and Imogen Poots. Based on a Poopsie. comic book, right? Poots. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, about a young young teenage girl that escapes into fantasy life, chasing monsters, giants. I don't know anything about this movie, and it suddenly disappeared everywhere, and it seems like quite a big deal. Yeah. The trailer looked fun. It looked really cool. It looked interesting. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Love, Simon, which is directed by Greg Bellanti, who's a producer of Dawson's Creek, Riverdale, Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl. Um, you can definitely see in the trailer of this film, it definitely has that CW kind of feel, uh, like those types of shows. It's super glossy yep. and clean and has catalog looking like people. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, but it's about, it's about a young man who's in high school and, um, struggling to to come out basically um i have ali went to see this uh friend of the show uh well not friend of the show host co-host of the show uh allison holland went to see this last night in texas and she sent me a little thing to say it was very charming i cried i thought they did a good job representing that generation and how they interact with each other in social media but without annoying the shit out of me uh make sure to tell everyone that i never cry and that josh duermel is hot Wow! Thanks, Allison. That was a very good. As a reporter in the field, (laughs) yeah, nicely done. Reporter in the field, yeah, very good. Uh, Next up, we've got Death Wish, which is directed by Eli Roth. This is the guy that did that Keanu Reeves invasion sex movie, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Yeah. Eli Roth. He's like he did Hostel. He did Cabin Fever, and he's the Jew Jew bear. Uh, Was it the Jew Jew bear bear in Inglorious Bastards? He's an actor. Ah, yeah. Uh, this one's with Bruce Willis, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Elizabeth Shue. Um, yeah, basically a guy that uh, gets revenge, wants revenge after his family's killed. Yeah, it's this Bruce, is a remake it, of an old series. It also kind of just right. made me think of that Jackie Chan movie where he was just like wanted, you know, the people who... Rush Hour. N- yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one that came out recently. Rush Hour 3. Was it Pierce Brosnan's in it or something, right? The, the, foreigner? the foreigner, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, the that. foreigner, yeah. Well, like, this is, I mean, this, yeah, this is like less. Like it's got heritage, more guns because it's got Bruce Willis and he needs all his guns. Yeah, and this has been long shelved because this is a remake that they shot a while ago and it was meant to come out last year. And then stuff happened in American news about shootings, so they delayed it. And guess what? Something's always happening in the news in America, sadly, about shootings. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really help whenever you bring this movie out. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, this movie. I don't know if it's gonna do good because I'm like. I, w- I can't remember what movie I wanted to go see, but this trailer popped up and I was like, literally maybe a couple days after the Sandy, or not Sandy, the Florida shooting. And I was like, yeah. wow, this movie is poor timing. Also, geez, uh, this is going to do poorly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it looks really bad. Great. I didn't even watch the whole trailer. <laughs> can't blame you. Uh, uh, next up is uh, The Hurricane Heist. Directed by Rob Cohen, starring <laughs> Toby Kebbell, Maggie <coughs> Grace, Walt, Ryan Quanton, who's an Aussie, who was in Home and Away, and also uh, True Blood. Oh, yeah? Um, 
thieves attempt a massive heist against the US Treasury as a Category 5 hurricane approaches one of its mint facilities. What genius. How? One of the hurricane's mint facilities? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This exactly. is from the director of Triple X, the original The Fast and the Furious, uh, Dragonheart. Um, yeah. Stealth. Do you remember that film? Fucking hell. Oh, man. So, yeah. This is exactly what you'd expect from Rob Cohen, I think. And it looks so bad that I almost want to see it. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to see in a... Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> drunken <enjoyance>. stupor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next we come up out of is it. This is the called... best movie ever. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a dick. I said it would be shit. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> uh, next up is a film called Thoroughbreds, directed by Corey Finley, starring Olivia Cook. Anya Taylor-Joy and the late Anton Yelchin. Um, it's about two upper-class teenage girls in suburban Connecticut that rekindle their unlikely friendship after years of growing apart. Together, they hatch a plan to solve both of their problems no matter what the cost. Um, I liked the trailer for this. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it reminded me, like, it was like a dark version of Ferris Bueller's Day Out, Day Off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a lot of films right now trying to, like, tragedy girls and trying to do that sort of Heather's style sort yeah. of thing but this is a bit more artful um i like the look of it let's go mm-hmm. uh, also we've got ghost stories directed by jeremy dyson and andy nyman starring andy nyman martin freeman and paul whitehouse it's a british film uh, where an an arc skeptic professor philip goodman embarks upon a terror-filled quest when he stumbles across a long lost file containing details of three cases of inexplicable hauntings. Ooh. This is a weird film Spooky. because like it's a big deal over here and you've got big comedy actors, like T V mm-hmm. comedy actors in it involved in writing it, directing it and starring in it. Um, but it's serious horror. It's not comedy. And yeah. the trailers for it kind of look like it's a parody almost, but it's not. If you look yeah. it's weird. I can't quite figure this out, uh, but I'm going to go check it out. So, like yeah, it. I I, yeah. I liked the trailer bit. Yeah, I got that vibe as well. Because <laughs> like I don't know if it's a real Being horror. Serious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it feels like a genuine horror film, but that's not been made, and you're watching it inside a movie of a parody. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a real movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but it's going to uh, be good. And finally, coming out in the UK is Wonderstruck, directed by Todd Haynes, starring Oakes, Fegley, Julianne Moore, and Michelle Williams. Um, this is a story of a young boy in the Midwest, um, and it's told simultaneously with a tale about a young girl in New York from 50 years ago, as they both seek the same mysterious connection. Has anyone uh, seen this? Because this came out last year. I remember talking about this in one of the podcasts. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. It looked a little, a little cheesy. Yeah, it looks a bit schmaltzy. I like the mm. idea, but... Um, and so finally, just to wrap it up, the couple of Blu-ray releases uh, this week in the US, Insidious The Last Key will be released on Blu-ray, and in the UK, um, Blade of the Immortal and The Incredible Hulk in 4K. Which it used is to be one, one of, of our favourite MCU movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still is. Still is. I was making a list recently trying to figure out what's my favorite MCU movies now, and I was like, oh, Incredible Hulk's a long way down now. <laughs> long way down. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I still love it. I still have a lot of love for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Haruka, because she was like, I'm getting a bunch of people together to go and see Infinity War. 
um, in a few weeks. And Haruka was like, I'm definitely coming. I'm enjoying these, these Marvel movies. But she's only seen Homecoming and Ragnarok and Iron Man 1. <laughs> um, and she was like, which ones do I have to see before seeing Infinity War? And I was like, well, I'm going to rewatch some anyway just to get me amped. So I was trying to put it together. So I think I'm going to do Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Civil War as Ooh, like good the choices. road to Infinity War. You should just War. watch both Captain Americas. Well, that's what I mean, those two. Well, not the first one, oh, the but first Winter one. Soldier and Civil War. Yeah, the first one's all right. Um, I think Winter uh, Winter Soldier is maybe my favorite Marvel film. That's why I want to go back because yeah. I want to see like I love. I remember loving that one, and I want to see how Civil War stands up against it. Now that I'm not as hyped for Civil War, you know, um, bit of context. Civil Guardians War, is still my favorite. Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Guardians is still my favorite, and then. I don't know. It'll be Winter Soldier and Homecoming. That's funny. Anytime I hear Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, my mind decides to mesh um, the tune from Lilo and Stitch, uh, Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, with the words Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy. (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. You should just sing that on our outro. Um, all right, let's just quickly do the 20 box office and then we get out what of movie? there and I've got to go see this movie. Um, at number... Going to see A Quiet Place. Stop it. At number 20, in... Is this the US? Yeah, this is US. Um, Jumanji, wow, colon, welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby! Exactly. At number 19 is Red Sparrow. Did not do well. Um, Welcome looks to like the it Looks like it just didn't <laughs> take <laughs> off. Yes, absolutely. You're gonna do one of those for every one of these. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a long day. Uh, number eighteen is the Greatest Showman. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> number seventeen is one of the worst named films of all time. <laughs> Unsane. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's that Hellraiser movie, Deader. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. it's a Hellraiser movie. What do you expect? Hell, Hellraiser, Hellworld, Hellraiser, Hellseeker, and Hellraiser, Hellraiser Deader. Those are three movies that we reviewed on our at least, retrospective. At least Deader makes more sense than Unsane. Exactly. Uh, we couldn't, we well, couldn't get the rights to of. Insane. You can't be Deader. So, uh, read the <laughs> yeah, with true. Unsane. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Can you be more Deader. dead than dead? Yes. Um, sixty. Oh yeah, apparently that Unsane is, is all filmed insane. on the iPhone. Insane. There was a whole movie that this that Japanese director did on the iPhone, and he had like lenses and stuff. He made like a horror film on it. Oh yeah, I mean there's Tangerine as well. That was all done on iPhone in LA. Um, anyway, sixteen is the death of Stalin. Fifteen is Midnight Sun. Fourteen is Peter Rabbit. Uh, happy Easter, everybody, by the way. 13, Game Night, which I've seen. It's quite good fun. Uh, 12 is God's Not Dead, <laughs> colon, A Light There's in Darkness. Good, yeah. Perfectly placed. That's a good colon. <laughs> <laughs> At number 11 uh, already is Isle of Dogs. At number 10, 
It's is Paul. Like is this Christ. a sequel to uh, the Silent oh, Peg? Those Easter Cross. movies, Paul. <laughs> no, it's oh. a sequel to Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, which I forgot to say, but I did a thing on my Twitter feed that the three things that joined Tomb Raider and Ready Player One. Yeah. I saw both the films on the same day, and they both had one of either Simon Pegg or Nick Frost in them. They both had a guy getting punched or kicked in the balls, and they both had a lead protagonist <laughs> who's refusing to sign Brilliant. contracts. Yeah. Which was, I thought, very strange. Very strange. Uh, number nine is A Wrinkle in Time. Rick, number wrinkle eight in time is was Tomb just, Raider, oh or gosh. Tom Brader, as I prefer to call wrinkle it. Wrinkle in Time Tom Brader. They, yeah. they just mm. looked fancy, mm. but I just had no idea what was going on, and I was just like, what? Why? You're like a terrible dad. <laughs> yeah. What a terrible... Oh, did you see it? It was bad, man. Oh, they wow. were really pushing. Put, they're, they're like, bad it's going to be the life. best movie you should watch. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to be not that great. <laughs> <laughs> That's Oprah Winfrey and Reese Witherspoon. Um, Love, Simon is at number seven. At number six yeah. is Sherlock Gnomes. Really? That's at number six. And number five the, is Pacific Rim Uprising. Very sad that they didn't put a colon in there for Pacific Rim colon <laughs> uprising. Yeah. That would have been great. Or called it Pacific Rim <laughs> uprimming. Uprimmer. <laughs> or, just, or just number three should just be called Pacific Rimmed. <laughs> Can we submit... <laughs> just right, got We're rimmed. here for the rim job. That's good. <laughs> Prepare yeah. to get fisted, though. Uh, no, number four is I Can Only Imagine... Uh, and number three is Black Panther, which is about to become the biggest, biggest comic book movie of all time. Um, which Wait, is what's what's crazy. the biggest one before it? Uh, yeah, I think it's actually Age no, of it, Ultron it, it, or something it weird beat, like that. Like um, the I know Age Avengers, of Ultron is like school. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Ultron made more money than Avengers one. Um, but yeah, I mean Black Panther might have right by right now. The last news thing that I read, it was still just beat, but. It may yeah, now. It, it, will, it will have yeah. passed sooner or later. So, it, it will be the biggest well, comic of all time. Um, with Until Infinity War, probably they're gonna, they're gonna have to rewrite some stuff. So. I'm like, well, like we need to put more Black, Black Panther. We need to put in some of that um, Baku. I mean, he's yeah. a lot. He's in those trailers. The power of the War, Black so. Panther will be uh, two. Away. At number two, <laughs> that was good. At number and a little racist. At number two is Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Um, Acrimony, Acrimony. How do you say? It? Acrimony. Yeah. And at number one, Ready Player One, of course, Steven Spielberg. Making, what are you ready? Making monies. Made uh, forty-one That's chump million. That's <laughs> weekend. Decent. It kind of no, but like when um, we've had Marvel movies open with like a hundred million, like it's it's not um over that. Yeah. So it's not quite as big as you'd think, but still. Well done, Spielberg. You made some money. He also came out this week. Did you read that? Where he was coming out against Netflix films being considered yeah. for Oscar nominations. Why, though? Um, he said he doesn't think that anything that doesn't get theater released should be considered. Um, and he's even I'm kind of say, a bit pissed. I'm going to say yeah. Like he feels I'm like going to say yes. Be because uh, if you're an actor and you're on a netflix movie like you don't get residuals for like the movie playing in theater like no one gets residuals for that but i think sure but, but like, i think what that is, i mean be, i hate the oscars anyway because like they're that. a complete corrupt system <laughs> because but 
Yeah, I mean, the Oscars just don't work. But what are they for? Surely what they're trying to highlight are good films. So who cares what platform yeah. they release? Yeah. I, I agree with both of you. I feel like the actors contracting will yeah. be something that's going to be resolved eventually because the industry is going in that yeah. direction anyway. So you would think or you would hope that that would be changed. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like the whole, it's a film. It should be served. Like, I feel like it's the, the platform with which you watch it shouldn't matter. Because this, this argument came up at the Cannes Film Festival this year. I forgot which judge it was, one, uh, who it was. He was a director. But he had the same argument that a film should only be considered for like the uh, Cannes, I forgot the name of the award. Um, Palm Door. Or it, Palm Door, that's it. If it's, um, if it's screened in, I think in a cinema, it's an experience. In a theater, because, because films are like collective experience. But I was like, yeah, but the joy of film is that it can be enjoyed personally. And I feel like if you watch something on your own, sometimes you're not being swept up in the kind of collective emotion, which can often lead you to feel a certain way. Whereas if you watch something on your own or in the privacy of your home in, on a screen, I think you can experience it differently. And surely that's all that matters in the end artistically, isn't it? For, for your audience to yeah, experience. I, think it, I mean... It gives it more of like a something, like ground something of like control because if you're at home, I think you could like pause it, you can walk away, you can do like all these other things. Whereas if it's in a theater, it's like That's it starts right here. You're in a room full of people, and like you're all kind of in that box together. Whereas like yeah, at home, there's more other factors that can change it. Yeah, but that's not what yeah. you're judging. Like, the thing is, it's a festival, so yeah, you make yeah. up your rules, do whatever you want to do. You know, like, if, if yeah. Oscars... I mean, the Oscars are a bad example because they are literally yeah, exactly. They don't even have to yeah, prove that crazy. they watch the entire film to vote it. Um, but anyway, but if you're looking at Cannes or something, it's like, you have you. they can decide. Like, if they want to say, this is just for films like this, but then you're not judging the best film of the year. So if you have an award that's going to the best film of the year, I don't care if it came out on YouTube. You're not judging yeah, yeah. whether people... How people are experiencing it. You're judging whether yeah. you think it's the best film of the year. Yeah. Like, that's it. So, like, you know, if, if I don't know, if we were running a festival, then we would judge anything we saw that got a release that year, what, no matter what the platform, I think. And wait, because, did you say Spielberg has an issue with indie films as well? I mean, I don't want to misquote him, but there's a big thing, article, people can go and read it, where he really gets into his problems. And it definitely feels a little bit curmudgeon-y towards, like, how it's it's hindering certain things in the industry uh because of the focus that we're putting particularly yeah, on streaming platforms but i again I, maybe i'm misquoting him but i remember getting an impression from him that that smaller films as well like he feels there should be a platform for the big films you know and the big releases and like it should have a certain amount of cinemas i think is what he's saying it should be on in a certain amount of cinemas to be uh considered for oscar or something like that um i hope i'm not getting that wrong i'm saying right now don't sue me yeah, let's, uh, uh, we'll go out and get in a letter from <laughs> Spielberg's yeah, I think team. He said something uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, we're buying the Geeks podcast <laughs> and kicking our Please white do. off. Please do. If anyone wants to buy this uh, from me and just, you know, fire me, then I'm open. I'm open to that. Um, <laughs> guys, yeah. uh, it's been nice talking to you both. Um, Pleasure as always. I am going to go and eat Fine. some food and watch this movie. Um, oh, I don't have time for food. Uh, do you guys have like pizza there? Or hot yeah. dogs? 
you don't have corn dogs, so you're kind of shit out of luck. But we don't have corn dogs in UK, and no pizza or hot dogs either. Just fish no and food chips. really in London at all. Which reminds me, I don't want to pimp, so we're about to pimp some stuff. Uh, I normally do a mid-tro outro, but I saved it this podcast. Um, but yes, right now, if you go to wearegeeks.com, you can uh, subscribe uh, to everything, patching out to all of our social medias. And soon, like we said, we'll have different things you can subscribe to. But for right now, please go to wearegeeks.com. Please uh, subscribe. Please rate. Please leave whatever you comment you want to leave. And it's we're going to be completely getting that website sorted out. Um, that's going to be all of our entertainment stuff. So we'll have reviews. We'll have some weird lists that I've been working on um, and all the podcasts and anything else we want to do. We are going into development as well. This is a weird way to announce it. Um, but on my first game, uh, app game thing. And we're going to be talking more about that on this podcast. We don't talk much about those things, but we're going to from next week forward talk about the projects that we're working on. Um, you can also patch out to our stream stuff through wegeeks.com. And if you want to really support us, then you can patch out to weirdtessellate.com. That website's about to get an overhaul as well. They're a production company run out of London, LA, and Tokyo where we make feature films. Uh, and we're going to be making some shorts and we're going to be making some music videos. Um, I've got a new album coming out called Dive Dark, uh, which we just did a music video for. But yeah, all that content. But one other thing that I was going to pimp was, yeah, I'm going to be doing... A podcast on the best Ooh. places to eat in London, uh, nice. more in central London. I am fed up with being in America and having people tell me they went to London yeah, and the terrible. food was terrible. <laughs> um, I am the least patriotic person you can imagine. I do not like England. I am happy to not be of any country. Um, I hold no allegiance to so any country why. whatsoever. But London has some of the best food in the world. Um, so I've been compiling a list and I'm going to get some other people on who've got ideas and talk about the best bars, the best places to get cheap food, the best places to get Michelin food and where you can eat if you're visiting London. Um, is that a huge penis that you're dangling in front of the camera? What's going on, Alex? Uh, it's the back pads on my Xbox, uh, elite controller that I just pulled off. And when you put them close together, they look like a penis or balls or something. Like a but shark I, ne- penis. I need to pull my controller apart because um, I I spilled beer on it, and this con- all the the, uh, the buttons are all sticky. But it's still working. But it's still working like a boss. It's just that I can't get a proper press on the button because some of them get stuck. So an Xbox Elite, pour beer on it, still works. Party still proof. Works. Party proof. Party yeah. proof. Like a beer. Yeah poured all over the top of it and i sat there for a few seconds like going, oh my god there's beer beer um so yeah it was pretty soaked Still that was working. your thought process yeah <laughs> beer, 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 beer. <laughs> beer, beer. what do i do beer um well let's know how that goes um yeah so weirdgeeks.com and uh please do follow us on the twitters as well i'm mr al white on everything you can also play video games with me you can sail the seas with me or jump into my far cry game blow and blow me up and i will you know t- i will chuck you out of the game because i don't why do that be nice mm-hmm. come pet my bear you can do that um yeah mr al white on the xboxes how can I people love, i love petting your bear Ooh. <laughs> I did. I was in Katie's game and I walked over and I pet her bear and suddenly I felt, oh, that's a little forward. <laughs> I should, um, should have asked. Alex, how can people talk to you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Alexander Chard. Um, yeah, haven't 
I've been posting. Um, I got a new guitar off my wife Bethany, so I've been posting a couple Ooh. of songs every now and again, and I may post some more. Uh, but you can also reach me on Twitter at Alexander Chard, and um, I may or may not reply. But no one's tweeted at me, so I probably would reply because it would just be really exciting. So <laughs> be <laughs> the lucky reply, one. That I could you reply to. in song? I might reply in song. I could do that. If that That'd happened, if that happened, if someone tweeted at me, some complete random said reply to me in a song i will do that for you that is enticing mm. now i wish we didn't know each other right. <laughs> um yeah. justin how can people watch uh, your twitch streams r-a-d-l-e-y uh it's radley you can follow me on the twitch the instagram i have a twitter i don't really know how to use it i posted something once and i don't remember how to it's so hard to <laughs> it's tweet, very complicated to do like the twitter thing <laughs> um, I'm like, how do I Twitter towards like somebody? Um, yeah. Anywho, I'm on Xbox, <laughs> PlayStation Four, Steam. You can find me. Thank you guys very, very much. <laughs> we will normally be back in two weeks' time, but I'm actually going to be back next week, wow. uh, potentially with new guests. So please do tune in then. When wow, because. <laughs> <laughs> Because no one wants to play a way out with either of you and no one wants to puck us. So. Uh, until then, Guardians of the Galaxy! Geeks! Guardians of the Galaxy! Geeks. <laughs>